This is the Best of the Adam Gold Show podcast, brought to you by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. Good for Mage. Was that Dale Earnhardt Jr. <laughs> picking the winner of 15 to 1 shot? The horse that had raced three times previously in his entire existence? Yeah, I guess that's why there's this uh, superhero music in the background. <laughs> incredible. Yeah. Absolutely incredible. Um, look, if you watch the Derby over the weekend, look, there's a lot of other stories about that are like surrounding the race uh, and the horses that weren't in the race and what has happened at Churchill Downs over the previous, I think, six or seven days mm-hmm. with, was it seven horses a ultimately lot. destroyed? Um, we'll talk about that with Pat Forty of Sports Illustrated a little bit later on. But in terms of the race itself, the Kentucky Derby always delivers. And this is a horse that basically came out of nowhere. And I think it won. I think he was like at a, a win and a second, and I forget what the other uh, finish was. So in a short sample, with a small sample size, had proven to be obviously very good. But then when they brought that horse around the final turn, and he went like six six wide, but at that point it doesn't matter. There's no more turns. He was in great shape, mm-hmm. and you could tell. Yeah. You can tell at the top of the stretch, oh, we know who the winner's going to be. <laughs> yeah. uh, I mean, unless they move the finish line out further. <laughs> right. Well, suddenly. But, yeah, that was a super finish, and you could see the horse coming. So uh, good for him. Good for the jockey, who I uh, uh, forget his name, had 15 mounts prior oh. in the Kentucky Derby without a win. Great jockey. 15 mounts prior in the Derby. Had never won. Finally got his first win. Good for him. Um, and, yeah, and he's from Venezuela, and the trainer... And part owner of the horse, who actually was the biggest investor mm-hmm. in the horse, both from Venezuela. So I think I think I have the country right. I might I might not. I'm not a Derby. Uh, <laughs> I was more into the Triple Crown races, really into it when I was uh, younger. Before I became like even went to college, mm-hmm. I was thoroughly into horse racing as a kid. Uh, I I I can still read a daily racing form. A lot of people look at it and go, "I have no idea right. what those numbers mean." <laughs> yeah. uh, not to mention they're too small. They and now, are very small. now I need I need a magnifying glass. <laughs> right. But uh, it was a great race and coverage on NBC, which locally here in Raleigh, WRAL TV five. Um, shouts to uh, shouts to the company. So the but it, it's, the coverage is always great. And I said this last week. It's kind of more about the hats and the outfits it than it is the race, and, and the that's okay. That's yeah. a, oh gosh, <laughs> yeah. Well, we did uh, we did talk to Dick Girardi last week about the mint julep. Yeah, I know. He, he thinks it's a trash drink too. So anyway, fun, and we'll talk about it all with uh, with Pat Forty later. Uh, but there's a lot to talk about today, so let's get right to it. tell you the best thing about hockey please do best thing about hockey the owners don't sit on the ice yeah in hockey. the best thing about hockey mm-hmm. so we don't have to have any stupid discussions about well did sebastian aho attack the owner of the new jersey devils we don't have to have that conversation nope, not having them 
because we have to have that in the NBA. We'll get to that in a minute. Let's talk about the Carolina Hurricanes first, uh, because there was hockey played. Uh, it was sort of a gong show of a oh, game. Yeah. Um, and real quick, did anybody really expect this series to end in four games? Of course I mean, not. On. Yeah. Uh, so I, I hope I hope Hurricanes fans are not bent out of shape over yesterday. I said this after game two. This is why when everybody was feeling so good about themselves, I'm like, you know the Devils can still win this series. Absolutely. Uh, the Devils, there was nothing separating the Devils from the Hurricanes over the course of the regular season. It was one point. Devils actually got w- one more point from the season series than Carolina, 5-4. to four. And the Devils roster today is better than the Hurricanes roster today. That doesn't mean that Carolina won't win the series, but if you looked at it roster for roster, like the Canes have an advantage. It's not glaring. Yeah. But the Devils have a better roster today than the Hurricanes do. And by the way, as Luke, uh, sorry, as Trip Tracy mentioned to us yesterday, or actually it was before game two, uh, he said, I hope Luke Hughes doesn't play. Yeah. Heck of a player. Well, I mean, the Devils did this the last round. They were down two, came back. Down two after losing two games at home. Yeah. Then won the next two at Madison Square Garden. Yeah. This, we are going to be here for a while. Mm -hmm. Was never going to be a short series as much as some of us need the rest. Yeah. Yeah, this is in Toronto. Sorry, Toronto. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to get to that in a minute. Uh, Look, it could have been different. All right. Early in the first period, there couldn't have been, had to be like three and a half, four minutes in. Brent Burns makes a pass off the, from the deep in his own zone on the right, all the way through center ice, using the wall to bank a pass to Martin Natchez on the left. And this happened. Yeah, I mean, that was, you know, that's, that's Rod. Oh, no, it's just Rod talking about Natchez. I'm sorry. My fault. I I was just like in the middle of two minutes of hockey that I do for the afternoon show. Here's Natchez, here's Rod Brindamore talking about Natchez going off the crossbar, which could have given Carolina a one nothing lead. Yeah, I mean that was I think he had a breakaway too right after that. So that was about our only opportunities. You know, maybe if we score there things are a little different, but you know, gotta give the other you know, I give the other really the credit is they, they came and they took it to us and that's what happened. So we were horrible. I mean that's probably being putting it mild, but because of what they were doing, and they they, uh, they were the better team, no doubt. Yeah. The Devils were the better team. It's okay. At some point, that was going to happen. And I would just point out in game two for the first ten minutes, Carolina was fortunate to not be behind in the game also. Mm-hmm. And then when the Devils didn't get anything out of it, Carolina really turned the tables in the second half of the first period, and Carolina was the better team throughout. But the Devils took advantage of their opportunities. They took advantage of the fact that Brady Shea and Brett Pesci really didn't have a good game at all. They were on the ice for four of the first five goals for New Jersey. And, I mean, they weren't the only culprits, right? Yes, Perry Kotkaniemi was a minus four. It was not a good game for him. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, Carolina wasn't on top of their game with the little details. So, on the first goal, I mean, Brady Shea was the only defender behind the net with two Devils. I mean, Brett's got to go back. Brett, Brett, you got to take one of them. Yeah, you can't leave Brady with both, and that was that was the mistake on Carolina's part. And 
I mean, there was just the little details that they did not uh, do well. And, of course, the Devils got some breaks. Mm -hmm. First goal wasn't a break. Second goal was. Stefan Nason could have easily knocked that puck away, but I don't think he realized it was there. Mm -mm. I really don't. And then Jack Hughes, with a great shot, makes it 2-0. The third goal was, A, I think a little bit of a uh, a bad play by Brent Burns on the Carolinas on the power play at the blue line. He kind of nonchalance keeping a puck in, didn't. And then he left Seth Jarvis to clean it up, and Jarvis got worked by Michael McLeod. And Freddie Anderson allowed a bad goal. A lot of bad things had to happen for Carolina to be down 3 nothing. And then they probably should have called a penalty on Jesper Bratt on the fourth goal for knocking the stick out of Brady Shea's hands mm-hmm. because that basically created the play that made it 4 nothing Devils. And to me, but they, like there were effort plays that Carolina just wasn't on top of. Here's Rod Brindamore about not only the first period, which was bad, but I think he mentions the, uh, the fourth goal. Well, we were no good. I, I don't even know what else to tell you. I've never seen us play like that. So, hey, but I give the credit to the other team. I mean, they were on it. They were they were dialed in, and, and then, like I said, the, gave up a couple and one. You know, we'd like to have back for sure. And the shorthand one that was kind of a backbreaker there. Like that, that can't happen. But you know, and then some weird things the rest of the game where you know, I mean, at the end of the day, we, we just weren't good enough. Actually, it's this it's this clip here. Uh, the he was asked about penalties in this particular clip. There was a couple. Listen. I didn't like a lot of the things that happened with the calls at the start of the game. Well, I guess it's, you know, we get a, it's clearly cut. And then, so they missed that. Uh, said it was our stick, so that kind of where you get mad. But yeah, Slayton won, I don't know. That's how you teach it. Especially down five on three. You're not expecting that. He's a puck battle. He just wins it, fires it down. You know, there's a three-goal game at that point. I mean, but we were starting to get a little, get a little something going. It was a good kill up until that point. Um... The other one I just I don't understand is this, and I, maybe someone can help me on this, but the stick thing where you knock it out of a guy's hand or just, does it have to break? I don't know. Nobody seems to know because that led to one goal too, where Shades was going back, got his stick taken out of his hands, and then they scored. Or, you know, it, that's not why we lost the game. Right. It isn't why they lost the game. The Devils were the better team. Um, but there probably should have been a penalty, I think, on Jesper Broad on that play. Either way, whatever. They miss calls all the time. Right. By the way, Thomas Tatar, who swung his stick at Sebastian Ajo, at the head of Sebastian Ajo, not even, not even joking, uh, swung his stick at the back of Sebastian Ajo's head, got fined $5,000 by the NHL today, which mm-hmm. is nothing. Yeah. It's absolutely it's like not even having a penalty um, to fine somebody five grand. Uh, that's the, but that's the most the NHL can do. Um, and, Adam Golden Studio with my man, Coach Pete Deruta, Capital Financial Advisory Group. I was on your website, and I love the term financial termites because there are always things eating at your money that you can't see. So you don't want financial termites. Termites in the financial world are risk, fees, unnecessary commissions. All the bad things that we see and we hear about on TV are happening many times inside your portfolio you don't see. So you need a financial exterminator? Well, for the next 10 of you call, we'll put together for you your very own total retirement plan at no cost. Call 888-843-0013. Or text Adam to 600-700. Adam Gold is a paid spokesman. Investment advisory services offered by Capital Financial Advisory Group, a North Carolina registered investment advisor. For Devils fans complaining about, well, they're going to let Ajo cross-check all game. Like, did you watch the game? Yeah. I mean, it ain't like Ajo's out here uh, 
endangering the lower back of players in the league, especially since he's getting the same treatment from everybody. Mm -hmm. These are little nudges. These are not major cross-checks. And that's what hockey is anyway. Man, I I wonder sometimes if people get playoff hockey. Thomas Tatar swung his stick at the back of the head of Sebastian Howe. Baseball? What are we doing? Anything could have happened there. Everybody's fortunate that it didn't. Uh, All right. Anyway, we did have feistiness. Ajo and Jack Hughes went at it. Uh, Stefan Nason and Eric Halla went at it. We're going to play the the Nason Hall about uh, when we talk to Mike Maniscalco coming up in about, oh, uh, 15 minutes or so. So, anyway, it's fine. 2-1 Hurricanes in the series. At the very least, it was entertaining. It was. It was a fun watch. It was riveting. Mm-hmm. So I had a good time watching it. I would obviously would have wished that the Hurricanes won the game, but maybe they'll go and win game four. And as I said, on the Canes Corner podcast, available wherever you get your podcast, and live after every game on YouTube. That was a plug. Like and subscribe. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, as I keep telling people, caress the like button. <laughs> yes. We don't need to smash it. Be don't gentle. Need... Don't be like the people trying to yeah. hurt Aho out there. You don't exactly. No. You don't you don't need to uh endanger your own machine. Just uh, just tap right. it lightly. Yeah. Um It should be fun. They I I think the Hurricanes are in a pretty good spot. I I like their chances in game 4 in New Jersey. All right, uh, to the other Eastern Conference series. I am sure they are being very rational today in Toronto. Very rational. Oh, my gosh. I am sure they are fine. They think, oh, we got this. You score. The Maple Leafs were down 2 nothing in the series. They scored two and a half minutes in to make it one nothing. They had a 2-1 lead, and ultimately the game goes to overtime, and uh, they were a mess. They were a mess in their own zone. They had opportunities to deny entry on the game-winning goal. Nobody cared. The goaltender wasn't good. Goaltender was still standing up as the rap chance from Sam Reinhart was like, what are you doing? Yeah. the It wasn't a five-hole. It was a 555-hole. <laughs> I know. There Literally, there was like three feet of goal uh, along the ice. To shoot at, a soccer ball could have went through oh, there. Oh, he, he would have he would have scored with a medicine, with <laughs> yeah. like a giant earth ball, <laughs> yeah. would have gone in. Are you? I mean, that was just brutal. And now the Leafs, after finally winning a playoff series, apparently left it all in Tampa. They left every ounce of it in Tampa. And th- am I gonna am I saying that they're done? They're too good. If they can win Game Four, drag it back to Toronto and win Game Five. Yeah, they still have a chance, right? They're going to need a lot of puck luck. But what is... Unbelievable. And they are... It's unfortunate that they are... I think it's goalie... Is it goalie number... No, it's not goalie number three. It's goalie number two. But I'll be surprised if we don't see Matt Murray. Yeah. As bad as Matt Murray has been, I'll be surprised if we don't see Murray in game game number four. I don't think they can trust Ball. I really don't. I don't think they can trust him. Uh, Seattle leads Dallas 2-1 in that series. There was a lot of goals there. By the Kraken uh, and the uh, the power play will take on the Vegas Golden Knights today in Edmonton for <laughs> game. I mean, the yeah. power play is operating at sixty percent efficiency. Yeah. I just don't even. I can't fathom that it's number. Nuts. Yeah, more than half of the time on the power play. I guess when you have McDavid and Drysaddle. Right. All right, to the shove. 
First, there were two playoff games yesterday. Sixers evened up their series with the Celtics in overtime. James Harden. Uh, he uh, he was key down the stretch. We'll talk to Nada the Scribe in our second hour about this. Uh, Suns pulled even in their series with Denver. Devin Booker has been amazing. I mean, one of, if not the best player in the entire playoffs. I think you can make cases for others, but he has been dynamite. Nikola Jokic was amazing at 53 points, 11 assists. He's the center. Yeah. Right? <laughs> But the only thing people are talking about here is the fact that Suns owner, Matt Ishbia, I think that's how you pronounce his name, who played for Tom Izzo. He was a walk-on for Tom Izzo at Michigan State. After uh, there was a play where Phoenix is chasing a loose ball out of bounds, uh, and that's where the owner is sitting in the corner and he's the owner has the ball, and he's clutching it like the ball belongs to him. Like it's a souvenir. Like, I don't know, Tom Chambers, son's great, signed the ball to him. It's like, here's my autograph, son. And he's holding it like it's, like it's his, like it belongs to him. And Jokic is trying to get it, and he has to rip it out of the owner's hands. Just give the ball. First of all, why are you even holding it? Yeah, what are Just we doing? throw it back on the court. And then, because Jokic kind of chicken wings out a little bit, so mild, he gets a he gets a technical foul. That is wow. insanity to me. All right, here's Jokic on the back and forth with the Suns' own. This is after the game. He, he told he told me he was elbowing the, the the fan. So, but the fan put the hand on me first. So, I thought the, the league's supposed to protect us or whatever. So, but. Maybe maybe I'm wrong, so we will see. Did you happen to know who the fan was? He's a fan of. He's on 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 on. I know who is, but he he's a fan, isn't he? He's, uh, he's a sitting senior. Phoenix Suns owner. Sitting on the court, and he's a fan, isn't he? Yeah. That doesn't mean that he's a. So whoever he is, and he's a fan, he cannot influence the game by holding the ball. Do Do you worry that this may lead to a fine or suspension or anything? Why? Like that? Uh, just if the NBA official said that he thought you shoved him. Mm-hmm. So, but his hands on me. So, I'm, they're not gonna protect me. They're gonna protect the fan. I mean, no, not me. Not me as a person. But I'm talking about as a player. Yeah. I mean, they can do whatever. Of course, they don't care. But I think they're supposed to protect players. Were, were you surprised that he didn't just hand you the ball? I mean, that's what I expected maybe would happen. The fan. Even if he didn't, I was I was trying to rip the ball and so he didn't let go. So he's influencing the game, I think. I think he's supposed to get kicked out if he's influencing the game. I saw it as Jokic saw it, sorry. <laughs> I mean, not only did he have the ball, but what an absolute flop. Yeah. I mean, Jokic barely did anything, and he fell back like he was shot from the from the third deck of whatever Phoenix's yeah. stadium is called. It was terrible. What an awful look. What an embarrassment. But he is the owner, so he can do what he wants. I thought it was – I didn't understand the technical foul there. I thought, especially at the, with the score of the game, like, really? I mean, this game, that one point matters. 
That one point matters, I thought at the time. And as it turned out, it was a five-point game, so maybe it didn't, but maybe it did. I don't know. Things will always play out differently, but that was a terrible call. Uh, all right, as for the basketball, Devin Booker took the game over, and Kevin Durant wanted him to. At least that was the view of Kendrick Perkins from ESPN. Well, I'll tell you this, the addition of Kevin Durant. This is the luxury of having Kevin Durant on the floor because now all of a sudden you're able to get those one-on-one matchups that you've been waiting for. You're able to capitalize on going against sometimes the secondary defender and being able to capitalize without getting double majority of the game. But I'm going to say this about Devin Booker. When it comes down to scoring in the postseason and being efficient, I don't know if I've ever seen a player have this type of run on the offensive end. It has been unbelievable, and it's just been pure leadership. And let's not even talk about the 12 dimes he had, making the right passes, taking on the leadership role. This man is on a different level right now, and he's arguably the best player in this postseason. Yeah, there is... I mean, Kendrick Perkins is right on all of that. Um, and the series is 2-2. And the Denver Nuggets have a better roster than the Phoenix Suns. So we'll uh, we'll see. Game, game five in Denver should be fun. Denver's played much better at home. But with all of the heroics of Booker and Durant, that game was still tight deep into the fourth quarter. Um, all right, real quick on the other series in the West, you know, the one between two of the 10 best players in the history of the game, LeBron James and Steph Curry. The Lakers can take a stranglehold on that series, make it 3-1, heading back to San Francisco for Game 5 if they can win today. And the Lakers defensively, in the second and the third, completely dominated the game. Uh, Steph Curry was not happy with his own team. Last night was a lot of self-inflicted wounds um, across the board, and um, you hate that you have to keep learning that lesson at this stage of the season, but we did, and now it's about how we uh, how we respond. It's been our mo for a very long time, and like I said, it's a, there's a lot of confidence in that. No matter how frustrated we are, that we let let it let it slip yesterday. Two things have to happen for the Warriors to even up this series. Um, somebody other than Steph has to be a, I mean, an offensive machine. Uh, in game two, it was Clay Thompson. Maybe it can be Jordan Poole. But ultimately, Steph's going to be, uh, you know, varying levels of great to superhuman. And somebody else has to join him. Are you ready for the big game? At The Designery, we can help you arrange your kitchen in the perfect way to feed everyone coming over for the big game. I'm Dana Merrill, the owner of The Designery in North Raleigh. And I am True Merrill. I am the project manager. The Designery is a lovely kitchen, bath, and closet remodeling company. We do pretty much any of the utility spaces in your house. If you want to store things in your cabinets, if you want to work on things on your countertops, if you want to uh, have a floor that can get wet or muddy, we're the place to help you fix your home up. We are the Designery North Raleigh, located at 3030 Wake Forest Road in the Holly Park Plaza. We would love to see you or visit our website at thedesignery.com. The Lakers were, I thought, relatively disinterested in game two, or at least played like it. And the Warriors' level of desperation had to be there for them to win game two. And Clay Thompson not only had 30, but I think he was he made he made eight threes, and a lot of them were early as they basically just ran away from LA. 
So we'll see how this game plays, but the Warriors need something extra from somebody not named Steph, really, to have a chance. Um, all right, let me get to one one other thing. This is not it's not the NFL silly season, uh, but it is a, a time where everybody is optimistic about everything. We haven't seen any of your draft picks stink just yet. I mean, I'm not I'm not. Tr- I mean, it, it could happen to any team. We haven't seen Aaron Rodgers uh, go out in a game and not have it. Yeah, we haven't seen any of that yet. So right now, everybody is man. Best case scenario is this. Uh, Mike Tannenbaum from ESPN actually said he thinks the Packers this year will be better than the Packers last year. I'm going to say better. I'm a big fan of Jordan Love. I think he's actually gotten better. And then you look at the draft, you know, they got a number of weapons, you know, from Musgrave to Jaden Reed, Tucker Craft, another tight end. And now they have those two young receivers, Christian Watson, who was a second-round pick a year ago, and Robio Dobbs, a fourth-round pick. They're going to be better. So that nucleus of skilled players with two really good running backs, I think this offense actually will be better. And overall, if this team can stay healthy on defense, I think they can make the playoffs and actually be better than they were a year ago. All right, here's the... He, Mike Tannenbaum might be right, but he's only going to be right if Jordan Love is very good. Because even through a thumb injury, Aaron Rodgers was pretty good last year. Yeah. And he had a thumb injury, so uh, there were there were obviously games where he wasn't very effective. But it's a tall ask for Jordan Love. But I, I agree in that, at least in the preseason last year, it looked like Jordan Love... Had made a lot of progress. Yeah, that's which potential. Is, right, which is what I think gave Green Bay the the confidence to like, yeah, we can move on from the from the headache and soap opera that is Aaron Rodgers. I I totally understand why they did that. Career-driven individuals ready to unlock your potential? Discover William Peace University's School of Professional Studies. Our classes are tailored for the working professional. Attend class on your terms with our online sessions and choose from various start dates throughout the year. Dive into a curriculum designed for success. Every class is a stepping stone that takes you closer to your career goals. Take one or more classes. It's in your hands. Elevate your career with William Peace University's School of Professional Studies. Dive deeper at williampeace.info slash SPS. Your journey begins here.